Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We are joined by Rhino in the studio today. Now get a, get a good jump start on your Mississippi getaway by checking out visitmississippi.org. It'll tell you a little more. And more Mississippians can enjoy a farm-to-table approach with their dairy. Beeson Family Farm of Philadelphia, Mississippi, processes and sells their milk and ice cream from a storefront from their farm, as well as throughout 45 local shops in central Mississippi. And joining us today on Good Things, to share a little more about life on the farm is Mr. Shelby Shelby Beeson. Hey, Shelby. Hi, Miss Rebecca. How's the weather there in Philadelphia? We're hanging we're hanging tight here in Central Mississippi. Yes, ma'am. It's the same way here. The wind's blowing, getting gusty, and sprinkling a little bit. It looks like we're going to have a a front a line of storms move through in just a few minutes. And that's like any other business. When a storm brews up, things on the farm either keep going or maybe they halt. So I hope some of your to-do lists got done um, today because I know life on a dairy isn't always sunshine and rainbows. And it takes a lot of passion to be a dairy farmer these days, Shelby. So give us a little background about your family farm. How did the Beesons find themselves in uh, the dairy business? Yes, ma'am. I've always had them. Uh, ever since uh, 4-H, I showed um uh, uh, dairy cattle in 4-H with um, uh, my cousins uh, that uh, that had a dairy at the time and since have went out of business. And that, um, at that time when I fell in love with the uh, Jersey breed and, and um, the style of dairy in general. But um, I have a, just a small operation here, and it's hard to make a living um, dairying um, the uh, conventional way. So... Um, I, I found out about uh, Billy Joe um, Brown up in Oxford. It, it started up an operation uh, similar to this. And when I found out about him, I thought that that was something that we could do and make work here in the central part of the state. Um, and it's really, uh, in my opinion, on a small scale, the only way to make a living uh, dairy farming uh, to, in these days. Well, I think you go, you bring up a good point, Shelby, the fact that I think it's like 98% of U.S. dairy farms are still family-owned and operated. Oftentimes we get these big ideas or vision of whatever factory farming, whatever that word means to you, um, in our head. But really it's it's our local mom-and-pop operations like our dairy farm families here in Mississippi that are sort of still making that kind of milk, cheese, and yogurt goodness um, happen. I think you guys, though, you're milk and, and ice cream, though, right? Yes, ma'am. We do fluid milk. We do whole milk, chocolate milk, butter milk, and then and we just uh, we've been doing that uh, coming on ten years. And then uh, about two years ago, we started doing ice cream. Um, we we make um, four. We have four flavors: vanilla, chocolate, strawberry, and lemon. And uh, we we don't have them in all of our locations. We have um, just certain area, uh, places in the around the areas of the state that, that we do the ice cream in because we do that on a, manufacture that on a smaller scale. Um, but but it's but it's been uh, it's been good. 
I heard, I got a tweet, uh, Shelby, that your buttermilk is some of the best that's out there, and they wait in line for beets and buttermilk. So I know the product's pretty delicious. What was it like when you first started bottling it and selling it, and people were responding very positively? Uh, Yes, ma'am. Our process uh, is a little different. Um, We we pasteurize at a low temp for a longer period of time than the conventional way, and our milk is non-homogenized. Um, our uh, our fat varies a little bit through the year, so so uh, the homogenization. The reason um, that's done in the conventional way is to make make a gallon of milk the same every time, and and ours will vary a little bit through the year depending on our our grass uh, primarily. But the reason people like that. Uh, that buttermilk and our whole milk is higher in fat. In order to call whole milk whole milk, by law, it has to be 3.25% fat. Our milk, um, like I said, varies a little bit through the year depending on our, our grass, but uh, it never hardly drops below 4.5%, and most of the year it stays up around 5, 5% fat. So it's higher in fat, and that gives it a better taste. And as far as the buttermilk, it, it, having that extra fat, um, does a better job of cooking, you know, making biscuits or cornbread and that kind of thing. You've got us hungry, Shelby. Either we want cornbread now with a glass of buttermilk or we're looking forward to warmer days for um, some ice cream. And I think one good thing that came out of the entire sort of pandemic experience is people are getting back connected to where their food comes from. Have you guys seen a sort of increase in Mississippians and those in your area there in Philadelphia looking for local farms to get their dairy or to get their um, other products? Yes, ma'am. We certainly have. Whenever the uh, when initially everything shut out, a lot of our businesses are restaurants, and we were kind of concerned, you know, when um, all the restaurants started having to shut down. But I can tell you these uh, little um, farmer market type, curbside type markets that we're in um, just took off in sales, um, you know, four or five times. Um, the dollar number figure that they had been selling uh, when everything shut down. So they more than made up for our loss in restaurants. And um, as as the restaurants started back up, then that waned a little bit. But our sales um, have continued to rise. I think a lot of people, uh, our, our milk is a little more expensive on the shelf compared to some of the other name brands. Um, but once they, you know, tried it, um, they could tell a difference and, and seen the value in it and have stuck with it. I saw on your Facebook page there for Beeson uh, Family Farm, you guys are celebrating 10 years by buying a new refrigerated truck. That had to be a big purchase and a big deal. What does it feel like being 10 years in operation? Uh, it's, it's been great. It seems like it, it don't seem like it's been 10 years, and I'm looking forward to 10 more plus. Um, but, yeah, the refrigerated truck's been great. We've, we've um, for the uh, ever since probably a year after we started, we've been using a refrigerated trailer, just pulling it behind a pickup truck, and and uh, it's worked okay. But we put a lot of, you know, we run a thousand to twelve hundred mile route every week, uh, and those trailers just don't hold up to the the wear and tear of our Mississippi roads, and um, and the uh, weight we were hauling on them. So so this is going to be more durable, and and in our hot summers, the trailer struggled to to uh, keep the temperature like we needed it, and the, the, trailer, uh, the truck will do a better job of that, too. 
Most of us listening to Good Things, Shelby, have never worked a day on a dairy farm. We may have driven by one. We may have even gotten the opportunity to visit one with our kids now that more field trips are, are you know, uh, leaning towards visiting agriculture and farms and such. But we don't have the empathy of what it's like for a day on the farm. So what's a day like on the farm for you guys? Well, there's uh, a lot of things uh, never change. We, we do the same thing day in and day out twice a day um we, you know we start every morning about 5 30 getting cows up to milk the cows for the a.m milking um and then we do the same thing at 5 30 p.m um and of course feeding the the baby calves and all the younger stock um you know has to be done every day but kind of in between that uh is, is part of what i like about the job and and that is um no two days are the same some days i'm a truck driver some days i'm a, a equipment operator uh, some days I'm a mechanic. Um, those aren't the good days, um, but uh, but but it, it it changes up from day to day, and 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 that's part of the enjoyment I have. Uh, you know, and uh, another thing that I enjoy about what we're doing, we're taking a, a product that some people just walk across and dis disregard, and that's grass. And we're taking that grass and turning it into a product that's feeding people, and 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 I just I think that's and enjoy that aspect of it also. And it would be fair to say that every cow on that farm, Shelby, is part of your family. Again, looking through your uh, Facebook feed, I saw wonderful photos of your children and some of the dairy cows. And I think people often uh, take for granted how much the dairy farmers actually love and care for those cows uh, day in and day out. A happy cow makes happy milk. Right. And, and uh, you know, a cow that's not being taken care of isn't producing milk. A lot of people, uh, you know, and we've gotten into this some on social media, they'll look at a picture of a, you know, my, my wife's posted pictures, and we're real careful now about how what we post, but a picture of a, of a milk cow. And um, and they, they some people that don't understand look at that cow and, and think she's not being taken care of because a fat milk cow is not doing her job. It's, uh, whenever you look at a milk cow, you should be able to see her hip bones and her and some of her, her ribs. Um that these cows are are bred to do, be really good at converting their feed to milk. So the more I feed them, the more milk they'll produce. So it's in my best interest to feed them as much as we can get them to eat. And that becomes an issue in the hot summertime. Um, they don't want to eat as much when it gets hot because digestion creates heat. Um, but I'm saying all that to tell you that um, if, if you see a, uh, a a milk cow that that looks fat. She's not a very good converter of her feed to milk. So, um, you know, I just wanted to get that out there. When people see pictures that we that we post on Facebook or just pictures of, of milk cows in general, um, that's just the, what we call dairy character. Um, well, Mr. Shelby, stick with us. we got a few more questions for you coming up next here on Good Things. Give me one reason why I never make a change.
Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. It's that time of year when love is in the air and you just crave something sweet. Valentine's Day. Uh, wrong! It's Mazda of Jackson's Sweet Deal Sales Event. That's right, all February. We're giving you the sweetest deals possible on our entire selection of Mazdas. Right now, get 0.9% financing on every 2022 Mazda in stock. That's right, 0.9% APR, which will save you thousands in finance charges. Plus, get 750 finance cash and 0.9% APR on Mazda CX-9s. And Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. In 2022, we're saying farewell to old credit issues and looking forward to your future our staff is ready to get you approved today 100% credit approval is our number one goal bring us your trade we'll give you top dollar for it so come scoop up your sweet deal before it's too late at Mazda of Jackson where nobody walks away because everybody saves our all new state of the art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson call 991-2222 today MazdaofJackson.com see dealer for details with pre-credit select models this is Dennis Stevenson director of the Motor Care Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety the Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways safe. Trust Care Kids in Madison now offers the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine for children ages 5 to 11. Every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., just walk in or schedule an appointment at TrustCareKids.com. Our expert team of pediatric specialists will have you in and out in a jiffy. It couldn't be any easier. Trust Care has led the way in COVID testing and vaccinations. Let us be the provider you trust to keep your entire family safe. That's TrustCareKids.com. Trust Care Health. Feel better, faster. Have you worked at the same company for multiple years? Always on time, doing what's expected. You were told when you were hired, there was a chance to move up the ladder, but it never happened. Ace Bolton Screw Company, locally owned and operated since 1969, are looking to hire multiple warehouse techs with opportunities to move up the ladder. Competitive pay, full-time employment, and benefits are available. To apply, email hr at acebolt.net. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Thanks once to remind you that there are some great things to do in Mississippi, from events to unique places to visit. So go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. And if you didn't know, February is Lactose Intolerance Awareness Month. That could be you. And it's good to remind you that you do not have to cut out milk uh, from your diet just because of a sensitivity. There are all kinds of brands and products on the shelf to help you still enjoy uh, milk. And joining us on Good Things to continue our conversation is Mr. Shelby Beeson. Him and his wife are owners and operators of Beeson Family Farm. 
Farm in Philadelphia, Mississippi. So you guys have a storefront. I, think, I want to make sure we got to the storefront there on your property, Shelby, as well as be able to be found in some local shops and restaurants around. What are the operating hours for on the farm? Uh, we unlock the doors every morning at 530 whenever we go out to start milking and um we we lock back up about eight thirty or nine every night. Whenever we finish, um, we kind of have a self serve um, um, set up there honor honor system to where people can come in there and get what they want. And we have a a bucket there with uh, some some money in it. So if they need to make change, they just make their get what they want, and make their own change. Wow, that's really taking it sort of back to, I guess, well, maybe not the way it used to be, but the way a community should operate. But I think when you start to develop those relationships with your local farmers and your local producers, then that is one of the benefits that sort of come out and, you you know, you get stronger as as a community. I know it's Beeson Family Farm, so how many of your family is out there working the farm every day besides maybe you and your lovely wife? Do you get the kids out there and doing chores? Well, my my two oldest kids have um, graduated out, and um, they're doing their own thing now away from the farm. But uh, my youngest son, Landon's 14, and um, and he helps us a lot on the farm. It's always good to have those chores to get outside and get fresh air that way. But you came yeah. into Darien a little bit different. You weren't necessarily handed down or the next generation. You kind of chose this path, which to me is very interesting. You don't find a lot of folks choosing to go into um, the dairy operation anymore due to the hard work and just, you know, the volatile sort of state of agriculture right now. What really drove you to do that? Well, like I, I said earlier, I just had a love for the for the dairy and for the uh, for the dairy industry and the and the uh, breed of Jersey cows and and um, I was lucky enough to be able to uh, this this place that we're farming was my uh, grandfather's he he bought this la- particular land that we're on here um, after he come back from World War Two and um, I, I was able to purchase it from my dad and his siblings and um, so it's. Um, it's, it's land that's been on, the, you know, it's, it's, I, I grew up on this place and um, just enjoy being able to make a living um, on it. You know, I, we were talking about earlier, you know, things that um, are what I what I enjoy about it also is the connection with our customers. Um, it's hardly a day goes by that me or my wife one don't, don't get a call from someone that has tried our milk and, and just loves it. A lot of the older people say they haven't been able to, to uh, they remember the, ta- this, the taste of our milk from their childhood whenever they grew up on a small farm and maybe had a family milk cow. And, and then we have people that uh, were um, thought they were lactose intolerant. They were kind of self-described um, as, as lactose intolerant, and they're actually not lactose intolerant. They're intolerant to the homogenization process. So they're able to enjoy our milk where they haven't been able to before. Um, so so um, it's nice for, you know, to get uh, in. They tell you, you know, keep up the good work, and, and they enjoy our product, and, and, and I enjoy that too. 
Absolutely. I think that's, uh, again, just sort of the beauty of getting connected and knowing who your producers are, where you can ask those questions. I appreciate you and your wife taking the time to maybe answer questions on social media about folks who may think they, you know, a, a picture's not always worth a thousand words if you don't understand what the picture, you know, uh, necessarily right. is relaying. And so are there other myths that you would love folks to know about our farm families, particularly when it comes to dairy that may be floating around that you would love to squash today on Good Things? Uh, no, ma'am. Uh, <laughs> Not opening up that soapbox. comes to mind. Uh, uh, that's okay. Okay, but other things. We are getting text in wanting to know if not necessarily in the Philadelphia area, where are some other places or stores where people can go and get Beeson um, Family Farms milk? Yes, ma'am. I, I, I'll uh, I can name some. I, I'd be scared I'd leave something out, but I'll just kind of give you our general area to start with. We go as far north as Starkville and Brooksville, um, as far south as Hattiesburg, west over to Jackson and east um, to Meridian. So within that area, um, that, like, down in Hattiesburg, we're in uh, some corner markets, and, and also one in. Um, in Jackson there on Northside Drive. We're in Whole Foods there on Northside Drive. Um, some of the restaurants that use our milk um, is uh, Walker's, um, Cakes, uh, Local 463, Mama Hamels, um, and Meridian um, Wideman's, um, and then uh, some some other areas that retail, uh, places that retail it are some Piggly Wigglies, the Piggly Wiggly in Carthage, Collinsville, Union, Sebastopol. We're in some vowels marketplaces in, um, in, in Philadelphia here and in Forest. Uh, the cash labor's owned by the vowels in Meridian. Um, you are putting that refrigerated truck to work. Yeah, Shelly. yes, ma'am. Like I said, we, we, uh, travel a thousand to twelve hundred miles a week. Uh, I don't want to leave anybody out either. Uh, Carol's there in Ellisville. They have our meal. Um, and I do see that there's a good list of it, too, over on y'all's website, which is Beeson, B-E-A-S-O-N, familyfarm.com, if people want yes. to go for it there, as well as following you on your Facebook. I'm sure just ask a question, and you would be yes, helping. Yes, Facebook. We keep it up to date a little better, probably, than our website. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, I appreciate you taking over the reins and, and making a delicious product and sh- uh, sharing your story with us here on Good Things. Yes, ma'am. I enjoyed it. All righty. There you go. Get to know your farmer. You can ask all the questions that you want, and you usually get a pretty um, honest answer. So we've got some coming in on the text line. Keith and Meridian, not a big fan of straight buttermilk, but my granny's buttermilk biscuits were out of this world good. Keep up the good job, um, producers. And Jason, our Good Things listener there from Arizona, said he would kill for some locally produced ice cream. Definitely one thing you miss about home here in Mississippi. You ain't getting none of that in the middle of the desert. And we are almost well they're all year is ice cream season and if you've never had homemade ice cream from a local source dairy you are missing out on a treat like none other and if you've never and he did mention i mean it is a little bit more of a premium product than maybe what's on your local shelf you don't have to go straight to it for all of your fluid milk needs but if you see it in the grocery there at one of the many locations statewide give a gallon a try if your family's enjoying milk with meals or maybe your kids are at that age they're still guzzling it down i promise you or just do it for 
the whole purpose of trying to figure out if there's a difference. Say, you know what? What is this difference that they're talking about? You will be pleasantly surprised at the fact that it has just a creamier, sort of thicker and richer. It's hard to sort of describe without you having experienced it. Um, But the chocolate milk, too, is always on point. I think the most uh, understandable association you can make with milk fats, which is what we're talking about, Mm -hmm. is with ice cream. If you've ever had ice cream from the big bucket that you get for birthday parties and stuff, and you compare that creaminess, that that percentage of milk fat, to uh, an ultra premium like a Haagen Dazs or a Ben and Jerry's or something, where they just ramp up the milk fat content, you can tell a difference in the creaminess in the mouth feel mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's similar kind of difference. I buy only his milk. That would be Beeson Family Farms milk in Hattiesburg at Corner Market. And then Greg and Nettleton. Speaking of milk and cows, I knew there was something I forgot when I went to the grocery store earlier. Got to go get you uh, some milk, definitely. If you enjoy it in your coffee and some other places, life's just not sort of the the same um, without it. But um, I do want to take a minute and let Rhino give us a, at least a weather update, a short one. We do hear the the rain coming down here in central Mississippi outside. We don't want to leave anyone out if you are under any kind of uh, weather alerts. Yeah, there is a tornado watch that will be in effect until 8 o'clock for just about all of the easternmost counties of the Magnolia State. Uh, at the moment, there aren't anything, there aren't any severe weather alerts or warnings. Although, if you take a Take a map and draw a line from about Tupelo to just northeast of Canton. There's a nasty squall line and a bunch of red in that squall line, which means it's not all that much fun when you're seeing red on radar. Nothing rotating, no severe weather as the as we look at it at the moment, but there is a chance something could spin up. You could have some gusty winds that could be damaging, could have some hail, but... Thankfully, nothing severe and no severe warning, severe weather warnings at the moment. All righty, but always stay weather aware. We'll always break in if need to here on Super Talk to let you know and keep you safe. But stick with us. We've got more good to talk about coming up next. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I am Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, showers and thunderstorms, high near 77. Tonight, a 50% chance of rain. Cloudy skies, low around 33. Your finally Friday, partly cloudy conditions, high near 52. Friday evening, mostly clear and cold, low around 27. And for your Saturday, sunny skies, high near 60 degrees. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871. I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. Every day, I see people in crisis. On the surface, they need a good meal. Deep inside, they need hope. On my best day ever, I can't save anybody. But we each can be a tool God uses to change a life. I want to challenge you. Allow God to use you to help someone else today. Check us out at gatewaymission.org. 
helping people right here in Jackson, Mississippi. Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want you to be confident in a bright and healthy smile that you can be proud of. We provide teeth whitening to brighten your smile. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive. Are you having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts, Roto-Rooter. Since 1934, Roto-Rooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. That's 601-353-3333. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. Hi, I'm John Albritton. If your diamond seems smaller today than yesterday, trade it for a larger stone at Albritton's. Our certified gemologist will give you a generous, no-obligation appraisal of your diamond, which can be applied to your new selection. Whether you choose to remount your existing stone or simply trade it, you'll get the most diamond value at Albritton's. Quality and value go hand in hand at Albritton's. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, (laughs) there are actually a lot of Mississippis. We're the birthplace of the blues and the king of rock and roll. We're not just the Delta. We're beaches and boardwalks, bright lights and brighter smiles. There's a Mississippi for everyone. Shouldn't a local bank offer just as much? The Citizens Bank gives you more accessibility to lenders, more products and more fit. Whatever your Mississippi, it takes one Mississippi to choose your local bank. The Citizens Bank, in your corner, member FDIC. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. An amended bill that would end the state's contract with Centene, the largest Medicaid-managed care organization in the country, is being debated in the Senate today. Mississippi reached a $55.5 million settlement with the company last June over allegations that pharmacy benefit managers were inflating their bills. Representative Becky Curry believes the St. Louis-based company pads its bottom line by denying Mississippians the health care they need. If we could get rid of Centene, you will end up with more care because they're denying your care right now. You will end up with better health care when we don't send all this money to St. Louis, Missouri. We want to take care of our sick, mentally ill, elderly, and we want to be able to say that our money is being spent right, and it's just not. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. It's time to take a road trip down to the coast for CPR Fest 20. Outside on the grounds of the Mississippi Coast Coliseum, Saturday, April 2nd. Starring Mississippi's own Three Doors Down, live. Three Doors Down with Cedar. Plus Bad Flower. Society and special guest Giovanni and the Hired Guns. 
Check out the best local music in the state on the CPR Fest homegrown stage. A very limited number of reserved seats are on sale now. General admission tickets just $35 plus Ticketmaster fees. Don't wait. Get yours now at Ticketmaster.com. It's the biggest rock show of the year. Saturday, April 2nd, outside of the Mississippi Coast Coliseum in Biloxi. In a world full of noise. The latest news. Finding information that matters to you can be overwhelming. That's why Super Talk is here. Here we go. To filter through the noise, to cut through the clutter, to deliver real information, and discuss how it affects you. You'll know what's important and why it matters when you listen to Super Talk Mississippi. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. lot of good things to do in Mississippi, so go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. We're going to find out more about the 80th anniversary of the CBs. The CBs birthday is actually March 5th, but we're getting the celebration started a little bit early. We have joining us Dr. Laura Godby. She's the director of the U.S. Navy CB Museum. Hey, Dr. Godby. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Can I be the first to wish you a happy 80th anniversary or birthday or however you're going to celebrate it? Thank you very much. What is the appropriate term? Is it anniversary or is it a birthday? How are y'all approaching it? Well, I mean, technically it's an anniversary, but the CBs definitely see it as a birthday. Um, it's something that they celebrate every year, and most CBs celebrate it by having a huge CB ball celebration. Which and it will be happening all over the world. And I would think that the 80th would need to be a big one. It's a big milestone. Now, for many of us, Dr. Gabby, I feel like we've heard the term CB before, and maybe we can connect it to the military and the Navy somehow. But walk us through exactly what they are and why they're so special. Sure. Um, the CBs are the Navy's construction battalions. That's how the term got started for C for construction, B for battalion. Um, many people have probably seen their logo. It is, it looks like a, a bumblebee, if you will, but it's carrying tools and a Tommy gun. That's and the CBs were, were started in World War II. So how many are still around at least in the United States or where are where are they now now that World War II is over we're 80 years removed what what are they still doing for us believe it or not they're still doing the exact same mission that they did in World War II they're building and fighting and 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 building things for the U.S. Navy Um, right now um, the force size is about 14,000 and they are spread all over the country the CBs have two major home ports. One of them is in Port Wyneman, California, and the other is in Gulfport, Mississippi. Which is pretty cool. And I think, too, whenever disaster strikes, we're under some weather alerts right now, Dr. Godby, so we're kind of heightened to that. The CBs get up and um, help with that, too, correct? They sure do. Um, CBs do humanitarian efforts and disaster recovery around the world. Um, they are able to get pretty much anywhere on the globe in about 48 hours. And because of their construction skills, they're often called in to um, to rescue things after a, a disaster has happened. So let's go back 80 years ago. 
whose idea was it that felt that there needed to be the creation of the CBs? Like, why was it so important and so, you know, um, vital that we had those back during World War II? Sure. Well, the father of the Seabees is um, an admiral named Ben Morrell, and he was the chief of the Civil Engineer Corps and the commander of the Bureau of Yards and Docks. And his group had already been managing contract, construction contracts in the Pacific um, on places like Guam and Wake Island, places that people have heard of. But then when Pearl Harbor happened, um, we no longer could have civilian contractors working in a battle zone. Um, primarily because they're not protected by any Geneva Conventions and nobody wanted them to get hurt. So Ben Morrell had the idea that we needed a militarized construction force. And so he got that approved, and the first CBs were shipped out toward the Pacific in January of 1942. So how would one, and what would be the correct term for, you know, you say serviceman or woman, or men or woman, servicemen and women, excuse me, what would be the correct term if you are if you work in the CB? You're a CB. Oh, you're a CB. Okay. CB is a CB. <laughs> there you go. A CB is a CB. So what and is a CB is a CB as long as they live. As long as they live. Okay. So how does one find themselves having the right resume or to be to become a CB? Well. Um, a CB is a rate within the Navy. Actually, there, there's seven CB rates within the Navy. But um, it, it's like any other kind of um, Navy personnel. They get recruited. They choose that career path, and they go with it. They go to regular boot camp, which is up in um, Great Lakes. But then they normally then go to one of the A schools. They learn their trade. They're all construction trades, things like construction mechanic, construction electrician, engineering aide, which is like a draftsman, utilities men, which is like a plumber. Um, they learn their trade, and then they get sent either to a battalion, and they go out somewhere in the world, or they work in public works, and they work on um, construction and maintenance here in the United States. Now, Dr. Gabby, you are the director of the U.S. Navy CB Museum. Sadly, that's there in California. I don't know if many of us will be making that trip for the 80th uh, anniversary. But is there any uh, interesting history there about uh, Gulfport? Of course. Of course. I mean, Gulfport has always been a really, it has been a major part of the CB world. Um, actually, it was one of the, there were four advanced base depots during World War II. And the second largest was the one in Gulfport. Um, it was established in June of 1942. And the reason that it was established in Gulfport is because there were railways there, there was a pier, and most importantly, it was very near the Caribbean. Um, early in the war, there was a concern that um, they might, that Germans might block the Panama Canal. And so the Seabees that shipped out of Gulfport did a lot of construction throughout the Caribbean to protect that area. Pretty interesting. And so, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like there's so much um, underappreciated when it comes to the CBs and our military sort of in general. But I'll have to admit this uh, one, I guess, one of our uh, local CBs reached out about the anniversary. And so I'm learning all of this new uh, Dr. Gabby today. And I think this is super, super cool and interesting that we have this right here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. And I don't know that if most of us knew about it. Do you feel that way? Do you feel like when people hear about it, they're like, oh, I didn't know CBs were up to such good. What's so funny about the CBs is many people, some people don't know what CBs are at all. Those that do, everybody has a father or an uncle who are the CBs. Um, yeah, but many people don't even know they still exist. 
But they do. I mean, you have CBs right there in your backyard. There have been CBs stationed in Gulfport nonstop since 1966. We got a text in from Mike from Grand Bay listening to good things. Dr. Godby said his dad was in the 105th in World War II as, as a CB. As soon as you said someone's dad or granddad was a CB, we got the text sort of coming in. And I feel like, well, this is just an interesting, uh, piece to the, to the whole, you know, the whole story that we can learn a little bit more about. Are there ways to learn more about CBs or take part in any of the celebrations coming up in the next couple of weeks? There sure are. Um, the museum actually, I mean, be, being like the National Navy CB Museum, even though we're in Port Wainimi, um, we have information out. I recommend that people visit our website at www.cbhistory.com. Um, we have so much information up there. We have all, all the Navy, uh, the CB cruise books, so people can go back and look for their dad or look for their mom. Um, we have a lot of information about... Um, what the CBs have done, that type of thing. It's a great resource. Dr. Gabby, how did you get connected with the CB Museum? Um, I'm actually a, I'm a professional historian and a museum professional, and I have been working here for 22 years. Sounds like a really neat job. We've got other texts coming in. Lucas and Union says Camp Shelby in Hattiesburg has CBs on the base. And Larry and Jackson says we should think about the ones who build the bridges and all. You know, there's just so many moving parts when it comes to active military duty and all the things that go to it. You know, it's good to recognize all the worker bees, really. I love the logo. Is there any story behind why it's a bee other than maybe it is a worker bee? Yes, actually there is. Um, as I mentioned in the beginning, um, the, the term CB came from Construction Battalion, and there was a draftsman named Frank Iafredi who was tasked with coming up with a logo. And at one point, he considered making it a beaver, because obviously beavers do a lot of construction. But come to find out, beavers run away if you try to um, attack their dams in any way. And so the bee became the perfect symbol, because um, they protect and if you bother them, they will come and fight you, and they will protect their hives. I love that, and I love learning more about it. And now, as we hear over the next coming weeks of CBs and their celebration of 80 years, we'll be a little more informed, Dr. Godby, of all the good work that they are doing and still doing. So I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. I appreciate you talking to me. All righty. Jason says CBs are the same as Engineer battalions in the Army or Corps of Engineers. We cross-train quite a bit. We had to send some guys to Gulfport to learn how to build tank bridges to cross certain water hazards overseas. Pretty cool. I'm always open to admit when I don't know something, but I'm always open to learn. And so I totally appreciate Brian and Gulfport who sent me the opportunity to help all the CBs celebrate their 80th um, anniversary or birthday, however you want to call it. I love a party. And, yeah, I think it's kind of neat. It's an interesting niche within within the military. I had to chuckle when she said everybody's dad or granddad. My granddad on my dad's side was a CB. Really? Oh, yeah. So you knew the word. Oh, yeah. That's why you knew the music. <laughs> and this I'm, is the CB song. And I am fascinated now with the bumblebee or the little bee. I'll never look at it be the same way again, knowing the backstory of the logo and all the things. So... Kudos. Uh, thank you to all the CBs and your family's CDs for their for their service. All right, you still guys stick with us. We got more for you coming up next.
Be sure to tune in every Saturday morning from 10 until noon for The Handyman Show. Brought to you locally in part by Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions. Protecting your home from structural damage, cracks, humidity, mold, and more. That's Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions of Mississippi. Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by Trust Care, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. Trust Care. Feel better, faster. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Attorney Joe Cordell. New school, new job, new home. Change is hard and can leave you feeling isolated. And divorce delivers one of life's hardest blows. The relationships you counted on are suddenly gone. But you don't have to walk through this alone. For more than 30 years, Cordell & Cordell has guided men through the challenges of divorce. You're not alone. Call Cordell & Cordell. Online at CordellCordell.com. Office in Richland, Mississippi. Free background information available upon request. Joseph Cordell, licensed in Missouri and Illinois only. This is the closing agri-market report. At the close in our cotton exchange, May cotton was up 3 to 119.52. July cotton was down 10 to 116.68. The close of the Chicago Board of Trade, March soybeans were up 4.5 to 1592 per bushel. May soybeans were up 4 and 3 quarters to 1596 per bushel. March corn was up 3 cents to 650 per bushel. May corn was up three and a half to six forty nine and a quarter per bushel. At the Mercantile, April live cattle was down fifteen to one forty six seventy seven. June live cattle was down ten cents to one forty two fifteen. March feeders down one twenty five to one sixty six twenty. April feeders down one oh two to one seventy one fifteen. And at this hour, the Dow Jones down five hundred thirty seven points, thirty four thousand three ninety seven. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is the Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. Defense wins championships. And when growing cotton, a strong defense delivers the strongest yield potential. So play to win with Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton. It offers proven insect and weed control, and it's backed by the Roundup Ready Extend Crop System. Get defense that delivers without compromise. Learn more about Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton at B3XF.com. Always read and follow IRM grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Performance may vary. The formula for success is a simple one. Put strong in, get strong out. That's why cotton growers looking to improve yield potential plant Delta Pine brand cotton, featuring 100 years of proven yield potential and exclusive genetics in every bag. Strong is a legacy all its own. Protect yours with strong cotton from Delta Pine. Always read and follow IRM where applicable grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. 
where Mississippi comes to talk. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. and plenty your Mississippi getaway. Everything you need to know is over at visitmississippi.org. There's lots of reasons to celebrate in 2022. The national champion MSU Bulldogs are hitting the diamond for a new season. And for the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, they are celebrating their 100th anniversary. So coming up next from 3 to 6 with Sports Talk Mississippi, you'll have the boys on location for opening day with Sports Talk Mississippi Live at Duty Noble Field. You'll hear from players and coaches to celebrate the opening of college uh, baseball season, I think, which is coming up Saturday. Correct, Rhino? Or is tonight opening night? Uh, opening pitch, first pitch will be Friday. Wow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Getting my days, I'm bumbuzzled over here. Well, they're okay. celebrating opening day, opening weekend, and in order to be able to talk to coaches and players, you mean they'll be busy on the actual right. Day? We need to get there ahead of time. Hmm. Darren and Jackson talking about CBs said, "I was in the Navy during Operation Desert Shield before Desert Storm. The CBs built us a complete base with three piers in four days." Very in impressed. And Mike from Grand Bay wants to know what your battalion, your grandpa was in. I Rhino. honestly don't remember off the top of my head. I'd have to get in touch with Dad, and he'd probably have to go digging through some paperwork to find it. But uh, I just remember hearing stories growing up. I think that's pretty cool, though. I mean, we're all, you know, the world really is a small place when you when you think about it, particularly with our military uh, families. I bet more of us have crossed paths in some way in our family trees than we'll ever ever know but you know if someone in your family tree has won the lottery or do you know because apparently half a million dollars is out there for some mississippian who match five and they have not claimed their prize yet so this is your you check your spam folder check your pockets if you (laughs) this is a public service announcement there's a half a million dollars with your name on it you just gotta have the slip of paper So following a big uh, jackpot win on Mississippi's Match 5 Tuesday, another Mississippi lottery payer hit the right numbers on Wednesday. That was yesterday, winning 50000 And then the lucky player matched four out of five white balls in the Powerball for Wednesday's night's drawing. I'm trying to get to the player could have doubled the 50 prize for a total of 100000 oh, So it's 50000 so it's well, not 500000 it says half a million dollar miss that the headline is half a million dollar Mississippi match five jackpot winner yet to claim prize. Okay, this is how the this is how the human brain works though. I just said fifty uh, half a million dollars. You check your pocket and you realize you're the fifty thousand dollar winner. What's the first thing out of your mouth? Oh, oh man. man. Even though you're fifty thousand dollars richer. Even though you're fifty thousand dollar richer just because I set the bar so much higher. We're gonna <laughs> so sorry. Please still get excited about your fifty thousand dollars. That's still worth it. I mean, if you don't want it, you can always bring me the slip. I'll turn it in for you. Yes. Okay. I was trying to figure out. So the winner from Tuesday night's five hundred five hundred twenty four thousand nine hundred seventy six whatever match five jackpot is still out there. Ah. So that's there's there's. Money everywhere. 
fiat money everywhere. So from February 15th drawing, there was, it was 0 2, 13, 15, 19, 28. Just, you need to get on and check your tickets. So if you bought, let's just put it this way. If you've got a ticket and you hadn't checked it, then here's your public service announcement. You may either won $500,000 or 50000 And either one, be grateful. I'll tell you something that would not feel like winning the lottery, and that is going to the store and buying a bag of Brock's new jelly beans. Why is that? Have you heard about this disgusting flavor profile they're putting on the jelly beans? Brock's late-night taco truck jelly beans with six all-new flavors. Are you ready for this? No. Margarita flavored jelly bean. Yeah, that could be all right. Churro flavored jelly bean. Yeah, maybe. Salsa flavored jelly bean. I don't know about that now. Guacamole flavored jelly bean just sounds awful. Beef taco flavored belly bean. And horchata, which if I'm not mistaken is like a blended desserty drink, which... No. I don't know that that would be a good jelly bean either. So there's like maybe one and a half, two if you're inebriated flavors, if you're <laughs> one out of six. But still with jelly beans, it's it's not a snack that you eat one at a time. Who eats one jelly bean at a time? Right? I mean, with certain so you're jelly grab bellies, a, yeah, they got the different flavors. No, but and, you still grab a handful. You throw them in there and you chew them around. I mean, who who sits? It's who eats M&M's one at a time or Skittles one at a time? I actually dated a girl in college that was adamant that if you gave her M&M's, you better put two of the same color in her hand. Or Skittles had to be two of the same flavor. You, you don't give her one. You don't give her three. Well, there's only one rhino. Is that why she didn't last? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We want you to last with us. We've got more for you coming up next here on Super Talk. you got Sports Talk Mississippi. They are live and lo- on location in Startville. Should be pushed for a fun show. Meet us back here tomorrow at 2. Until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Talk Mississippi Media Production.